This episode, Devil's Food Chocolate Sheet Cake. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. And together we've published more than 25 cookbooks and won some national awards like the IACP People's Choice Award this year, baby. And some international awards like the Gourmand Award at the Paris Book Show, Fifi. And we've appeared on a number of national bestseller lists. We were two below Fifty Shades of Grey this year. I have always wanted to be two below Fifty Shades of Grey. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years, except maybe bowls of kibble for the collies. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I fucking made that. Today, Mark has to make a chocolate devil's food cake. He has to make it. He doesn't just want to make it. And why is that, Mark? Well, okay, I'm a former academic. And what does that have to do with cakes? Hey, give me a minute here. I got out of the literature teaching racket almost 20 years ago. I never wanted to convince another idiot man-child why he had to read Jane Eyre. (laughs) Whatever. I thought I was done teaching lit, but now I lead book groups all across our part of New England. I teach lit classes, and I always bring food. And I always make it for you. True. I married a chef. Mother didn't raise an idiot. But this time, I wanted to make the cake myself. And you're going to make something really exotic. Yes. New Yorkers are so provincial about things. I want to try my hand at the Southern Standard, a sheet cake. Now, for the uninitiated, I'm not talking about a cake in a 9 by 13 inch pan. I'm talking about something out of my Southern roots. Something other than treason. Watch it. I've got relatives in the NRA. They haven't bathed in years. They can take you out. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm talking about is a cake in an 11 by 17 inch baking pan. It's kind of the American standard, a sheet pan with that half inch lip around the, the whole pan. And it's not insulated. I know this much, it can't be insulated or the batter won't set properly. You know, it's the kind of cake I didn't know about growing up. I knew about layer cakes and dobosh torts and strudels and Italian cream cakes. The only thing I knew about sheet cakes were they like had them on Mayberry RFD, they looked cheap and easy, and to be honest, they reminded me of cafeteria food. I'll have you know that my grandmother was a lunch lady in a cafeteria back in the days when they had professional bakers who worked in elementary schools. Okay, anyway, sheet cakes are the ultimate cakes for people who like frosting. You end up with this thin layer of cake with lots of frosting on top of it. What I like about that is that I never have to portion out my frosting properly. You know, you eat a layer cake sometimes, you run out of frosting before cake, you run out of cake before frosting. When I have made sheet cakes, you're right, there's always enough frosting with every bite of cake. It works really nice. Yeah, and today it gets to be a chocolate buttercream. It does not. You're making a chocolate butter frosting. There's a huge difference between butter frosting and true buttercream, and we will talk about that later. But right now, let's get you in the kitchen and let's get you baking. Before I got this mixer going here, I did two things. 
First of all, I mix two-thirds of cup cocoa powder and a cup of boiling water in a bowl, and I've set that aside to cool for about 15 minutes. And in a second bowl, I've whisked together two cups plus two tablespoons cake flour, a teaspoon of baking soda, and a half a teaspoon of salt. Okay, chef, why'd I do what I did? Well, Mark, you mixed all of your dry ingredients the way the recipe told you to for evenness. So when you mix those dry ingredients into your wet ones later, your Mark's batter is going to be even. What I mean by that, there won't be pockets with extra salt, he won't have pockets with extra leavening, and his cake will rise evenly. The same thing happens with that cocoa. It softens up that cocoa, mixes it with the water, and this way Mark's batter will be smooth and even and rise perfectly. Okay. So now I'm beating 12 tablespoons of butter with one and three quarter cups white sugar. And the butter was cold to start with, which is why it just takes so long. Okay, here's the deal. There's this old recipe cliche about room temperature butter. I know you've read it. It says in recipes, you know, X amount of butter at room temperature plus X amount of sugar and you beat that together, blah, blah, blah. The way that all happened, and it's actually wrong, is from the 60s and handheld mixers. When those little convenience handheld mixers came into vogue, they couldn't handle chilled butter. And so recipes began to be written with this room temperature butter in order to accommodate handheld mixers. Unfortunately, room temperature butter can't really hold air structure the way chilled butter can. The fat is kind of loose in there and it doesn't hold the air molecules as it should. So really you need chilled butter to build good structure as you beat it with the sugar as it holds air in place. So I took my butter out, I cut it into little bitty bits, I put them in the bowl and then I set that aside and I gathered all my other ingredients together. And this way the butter is chilled. It's not as frigid as when it comes out of the refrigerator but it's chilled and it's taking a really long time. Yeah, but it's paid off because look at that consistency. It's light and it's fluffy. It's still a little grainy, but it's perfect. There's so much air in that mix. It's absolutely fabulous. So now it's time to beat in those eggs. But stop. What? Don't do them all at once. Let's do one at a time and we have to make sure that each egg is incorporated completely before the next one, but even more important than that are your eggs at room temperature. They have to be. Do you know why? I'm only blonde in appearance. Yes, I know why. Because one, cold eggs will chill down the butter in the batter. The butter's a little warmer now from being beaten into this batter and chilled eggs could chill it down and cause little bits of butter to fall out of suspension. Yeah, but even more important, number two, room temperature eggs have a loosey-goosey protein structure. They're all relaxed and elongated. The proteins aren't cramped up with the cold and these relaxed strands can mix into the batter and build a really nice structure. The rule in almost all cakes is cool fat room temperature protein, or in other words, cool butter room temperature eggs. Okay, so now it goes in half cup sour cream, also at room temperature, and the cocoa powder mixture, which is cooled to about room temperature, and two teaspoons vanilla extract, and I let the machine beat those in until the batter's smooth, and that seems about right to me, eh? Not until you turn the machine off, scrape down the sides, and start it up again. Just make sure everything is blended really smooth and well. So while we're stopped, I have a question for you, Mr. Writer. Why is it called a devil's food cake? Ah, my kind of thing. 
cultural history. Well, listen, a devil's food cake probably originated as a chocolate angel food cake or maybe a chocolate sponge cake, a really tall, light, airy cake with chocolate in it. But these days and over time, the idea has kind of changed. And now it just means any intensely chocolate cake with lots of chocolate inside of it. In this case, the recipe that Bruce created used two-thirds a cup cocoa powder. That's a pretty big amount for this cake. And it gives it a kind of rich, chocolatey, intense, textural chewiness that makes it devil's food. Perfect. Let's get this batter in the oven. Okay, Mark has his oven heated to 350 degrees. Thank you. Heated. What is this recipe cliche preheated? How do you preheat an oven? What does that mean? Aren't you just heating it to 350 degrees and then maintaining it there? You're not preheating it before you heat it. I said it before and I'll say it again. Southern Baptists can be so excitable. Yes, yes we can. So I've removed the beaters and I'm ready to fold in the cake flour mixture. I just dump it in there and then fold it with a rubber spatula until I see no white streaks of batter. And you're folding it so that the gluten doesn't have a chance to make that batter and cake tough. If you beat it, the gluten will make the cake tough. Gluten is just protein and flour. So now is the time when you fold. Earlier we beat it like crazy to get air in with the sugar and the eggs and the butter. Now we're folding it gently. Cooking is hard work. Yeah, it is. And you can get back to writing later. But right now, scrape that batter into the sheet pan. It's pretty thick. I'm getting it into the pan, but I'm also going to have to spread it around to get it completely out to the corners. It's, it's a thick batter. Okay, here's an unexpected difference between Bruce and me. Earlier, when I greased this sheet pan, I put a little butter on some wax paper. I spread it all over the inside of the sheet pan. Then I added a little flour. I shook the pan this way and that till I got a fine film of flour over everything. I tapped out the excess flour into the sink. I did all of that. But that's not how Bruce greases and flours a sheet pan. What do you do, Mr. Chef? I use baking spray. I love it. I found it in the early 90s, Baker's Secret. It was a baking spray with flour already in the mix, and it makes cooking, which is such hard work, so much easier. Ha! So much for the ozone layer. Yeah, but we'll never have a cake stick to a pan again. And let's get this cake in the oven. The cake came out of the oven after about 18 minutes. Sheet cakes are thin, so they cook super fast. And it's been cooling on a wire rack for about two hours now. And now you're ready to frost it. I love buttercream. Too bad you're not making it. That's not fair. I got two sticks plus two tablespoons of butter here. Yeah, true. It's not fair. And yes, you are making a kind of buttercream, but not a real French buttercream. That's a cooked frosting made with even more butter than you have out there, plus egg yolks and a hot sugar syrup. And that might be a little too advanced for you right now. Always something to aspire to. Okay, so I'm going to make a simple butter frosting. Hey, Mr. Writer, what's the difference between a frosting and an icing? Theology. I have no idea what you're talking about. Look, it's a Southern thing. It has to do with Methodists. I'll explain it to you later. Anyway, this frosting's made with all that butter plus six ounces of melted semi-sweet chocolate, a little heavy cream, and salt. I'm going to mix that for about two minutes until it's super smooth. And I noticed your butter was at room temperature this time, which is terrific. 
because here we're not looking to beat air into this so it rises nicely like we did with the batter. We want this butter at room temperature so it's smooth and velvety and creamy and luscious. Okay, now I'm going to add confectioner's sugar, powdered sugar, whatever you call it. The recipe says it should take between three and four cups. And that's a huge range, but the reason we do that is because confectioner's sugar, just like flour, is affected by humidity. It could be heavier, it could be lighter, it could have more moisture in it, it could have less. So you're going to start, Mark, by putting half a cup in and we'll see what happens. And then we'll add another half cup and then we'll start adding a little less than a half cup at each time. We don't want to go too much at once because we can't take that if you go too far. Okay, I got it in there. The frosting mounds on the back of a rubber spatula. It holds its shape, yet I can spread it right on the cake. Not with that rubber spatula, you don't. Why not? You'll tear the cake. You'll end up with uneven patterns of frosting. You need the right tool for the right job. You always have to be right, don't you? Well, maybe, but you need an offset spatula. Here, try this. See, the offset spatula is the perfect tool. It's kind of like a trowel that a mason uses when he builds a brick wall. It spreads the icing evenly. The handle is normal, and then the blade bends down and then goes flat again, and it gives you a long, flat surface that you can spread evenly and beautifully. Satisfied? One properly iced cake, done with an offset spatula. You'd rather be right than happy, wouldn't you? Do I have to choose? Now my favorite part, tasting and judgment. Get over yourself. Oh, it's very light. You it did great. It is. It's surprisingly light. Um, I like the creamy frosting. Oh, my God. Yeah. It may not be a real buttercream, but... Oh my God! No, it's quite delicious. Fabulous. It's it's uh, I'm you know what? You just go on. I'm gonna keep eating <laughs> for a while. No, you have to swallow because I'm gonna ask you, Mark. What'd you learn today? Well, okay, I learned that you complain a lot about making things for book groups, but they're kind of easy to do. And well, okay, I learned that batters need to be beaten a lot before you add the flour, but not so much after. In fact, really not much at all. After, and I learned the importance of an offset spatula. Okay, okay. For getting an even layer of frosting on a sheet cake. And what did you learn? Well, I learned a sheet cake, like a lot of things you've introduced me to from the South, is a delight. But I'm not quite sure about the relatives in the NRA. Patience, my pupil. Patience. This recipe for Devil's Food Sheet Cake comes from a monumental 900 recipe tome, The Ultimate Cookbook, available wherever fine books are sold. But you can find this specific recipe on our website, bruceandmark.com. If you like our podcast, would you mind rating us and reviewing us on iTunes or whatever platform you found us on? And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter by dropping us a note at our blog, bruceandmark.com. Check it out. Devil's Food Sheet Cake. I fucking made that.